Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. Welcome back, guys. This is part two of our fake money series. Um, I do recommend you guys listen to part one, which highlights a lot of the history of fake money, how it came about, when it first started. We're looking back in the BC era. So while you could listen to part two and it would be completely isolated from part one, um, I do recommend listening to that just so uh, you can go through the series as planned. Uh, There may be references, but I don't think it'll be completely out of order. So this part two is going to pertain more towards uh, prop movie money. So so there is a legal side of fake money, and that's what I wanted to jump into just so we were sure that there were like uh, separate entities that covered fake money, uh, just so these these lines aren't blurred. Uh, I, I, you know, I want to delineate between the two. So we're going to start off with a, a RJ Rappaport. Okay. He's considered the king of fake cash. He has a business called RJR props, um, where they specialize in fake cash, specifically fake cash too. Uh, they don't, you know, do coinage, at least from what I, what I could see, maybe they do on the side. I don't know. But anyways, you know, you can't trust the people making fake stuff. So only a certain amount of people in the world are legally allowed to make fake cash. So there's actually um, entities that can determine who can actually make fake money because, you know, if everybody was allowed to, I think everybody would be doing that. And I think that would be an oversaturated market. And then we'd start to get into uh, some of the uh, cautions of counterfeiting money anyway. So, So that's, I think, why they limit that. Uh, which is a great idea. So a lot of rappers use these in their videos. So I know you guys think that rappers live this, you know, cash money lifestyle, but actually they are renting money or buying money from RJR props. So they he, he's worked with, you know, some of the big guys, you know, DJ Khaled, Lil Wayne, uh, Pink. No, I don't know. But anyways, you know, working with the big ones. So When you need a lot of money, this is the guy you're going to want to call because you can do whatever you want with this money too. You know, it's, it's not a legal tender. You can burn it as they did in like dark night. You can do all that kind of stuff. So it took him about three years to develop the perfect recipe for a crisp green product that you do see today, uh, which you do see in a lot of movies. You're just not aware of who's making these props and stuff like that. So they worked uh, alongside the Secret Service to go through all the laws and determine how they would legally be able to produce fake money for films. And uh, those that do contract with RJA props will then legally be able to use them in filming because um, there are instances to where back in the day, a uh, you know certain movies would use fake money and that's what we're going to be talking about here and you know they were just too close to the real thing and you know people got wise of it they ended up taking it they ended up spending it you know secret service ended up getting involved crack some skulls so iss props in los angeles in 2000 ordered one trillion dollars for rush hour two now i don't remember rush hour two 
And I don't remember a money scene involving $1 trillion. That's pretty crazy. So it was blown up, um, I guess maybe in some explosion. But uh, I guess the fake money looked so good that some of the staff on set tried to use it at stores. So they probably thought it was, oh, we're going to keep some of this, you know, to keep it home. And maybe family members came over and said, wow, why do you have all this money laying out? And then can I have some? Yeah, it's fake money. And then they take it and then spend it. So that alerted the Secret Service in which people went to jail. Uh, They ended up raiding, uh, I imagine, ISS props. They confiscated all the digital files because they were too close. They confiscated all the bills. I assume they maybe had leftover bills from a trillion dollars um, and et cetera. So I guess it cost almost $100,000 to print $1 trillion. So pretty good ROI there, but it is fake and they lost it because they get it all taken away. So the money needs to look realistic on camera, but not too realistic in real life or the temptations will come. Okay, so with better cameras capturing more detail than ever nowadays, that was back in 2000. Today, we've got HDR, we've got 4K, 8K, you know, whatever K. It's harder and harder to produce prop money that rides that line of too real and then real enough. So, you know, that's kind of what we're running into now is that things are getting too good. Uh, These, you know, camera qualities are getting too good to where you can start seeing this stuff. So two different types of prop money we're going to go through, uh, each with their own strengths and weaknesses. So a standard grade bill is the first type, and that's uh, primarily for scenes that are filmed far away. So Breaking Bad, if you remember that, where the two individuals are laying on a ton of money. Okay, ISS props made that. So they they look real from afar, but up close they have very obvious differences okay so if you actually do zoom in during the breaking bad scene you can see some of those differences uh, it is a little blurry just because the camera quality wasn't exactly where it is today break when breaking bad was first started so um some of the differences are the faces are very cartoonish so you'd see like a benjamin franklin uh, face that's just very cartoonish you know emotions are awry, you know, his, his, uh, eyebrows are up looking weird. So, uh, for motion picture also will, uh, be in large text. So it'll just say for motion picture use only in large text on the top in a few other places, there'll be no backdrops, um, because it is just very basic, super minimalistic. So there's no backdrops to it. It'll say 100 instead of $100 on top. So that's a big difference. And uh, there's different design seals. Signatures have been changed. So some of the standard signatures you'd see are not on there. They're different. Um, so that's an example of what the standard grade bill would be. So we're going to jump into the high grade bill. There's the high grade bill. And this is identical to real money. But there's a catch. It is only printed on one side of the bill. Uh, this is also used um, basically... What they'll do with this one is they will put a ton of them on top of each other and then one real bill on top of it and then one real on the bottom of it. And I mean, to the naked eye, you would think that thing was real, the entirety of it. And it's because just on one side, it's, you know, completely legit. It is, it is exact down to, you know, some of the trademark things that bills have. So, you know, that's kind of kind of cool how they were given the power to do that, but they were only allowed to do it on one side, which obviously 
um, you couldn't glue them, you know, back to back because, you know, it's not the same as a real dollar bill or hundred dollar bill because two different sides there. So, um, some shows will actually use real money. How it is, however, it is uh, very risky due to potential thievery. However, the shots always look the best, uh, you know, when you're using real money, obviously. And I think a few shows will use that. I think they said Ozark did. And I believe um, some of the, the Wolf of Wall Street scenes were uh, that as well. So let's jump into, you know, if you wanted to make your own prop money at home, what would you do? Okay. Uh, they say the uh, the best way to do it is to make it yourself because it's not a profitable, or I guess if you're making your own, it's not exactly profitable, but it is not uh, cheap to go buy fake money. You know, imagine that. So if you wanted to make it at home, uh, full disclosure, I wouldn't recommend it, you know, but if you're, you know, if you're doing something, if you're shooting a budget rap video or whatever, and you wanted to print it at home, you could hypothetically go down to your local stapler, Staples, if you've got that, or Kinko's, and uh, they've got paper cutting, uh, custom paper cutting there. So you would want to get as many 6.14 by 2.61 inches, uh, and that's the standard bill size. And you'd, you'd want to get them, they'd probably ask you a, question, a couple questions on it, and you could tell them the truth because it's not illegal to, um, to do like, crazy fake money like you know if you're because there are templates online which are blurred uh you know very very subtly blurred they're fake looking just real cartoonish so you could do it and you know they would still do it for you but um you could get a thousand of those made up and then go to your local bank and ask for money sleeves those are also free however if you do try to print a hundred dollar bills or anything over one dollar in a printer, it will actually not allow you to do it. It'll not allow you to print the run or allow you to even print half the image, you know, to, to print it. So that's uh, pretty crazy, I would say. Um, I didn't know that about printers. I didn't know printers actually had drivers installed that are anti-counterfeiting measures, but that's pretty cool that they uh, they do do that. That's I, I think that's amazing. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I thought printers were pretty stupid, to be honest, because mine never work ever. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'd say go try it, but I don't think you should go try that. Um, but uh, moving on. So they actually say that money is more work than it's worth. So fake money is uh, more work to make it, then honestly, it's worth because it is fake. So, um, the irony in printing fake bills is that it's not very profitable. Uh, like a stack of a hundred bills professionally made sells for about $45. You can go on wish.com. You can go to Alibaba. You can go to eBay. You can go to anywhere and you can buy fake prop money, um, for whatever purposes you need. You know, I did let you know on how you could make some of this stuff by yourself at home, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's fully up to your disclosure. But uh, guys, that is actually it for part two. There isn't a lot on this subject just because it is kind of a limited market. But it was very interesting. I, there was a lot of cool stuff that I think I learned during this that um, I had no idea about. Um, but yeah, I don't think I missed anything. However, if you guys do want to watch some videos, there are some videos online on how people... Um, how people do fake this money and how people... I should say... The, 
the uh, the fake prop money because it's not it's not fake money it's prop money so guys that is it for this episode uh, we're gonna carry on to part three where we actually highlight counterfeit money and where you're going to determine what um, because these measures are getting crazier and crazier by the day uh, so these are going to be some of the best ways in you know to check out even some of the bills you may have those are fake maybe I mean there are a lot in uh, circulation today. Uh, you know, it is a pers- a very small percentage and way more than probably anybody would want in our system. But um, by it, by the Secret Service's uh, definition, it says it's pretty low. But guys, that is it for this. So remember, with faked items, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.